Welcome, guys. This is another episode of the Super League podcast. This week, we have a special guest on our podcast. We have the GM of the Dragons, Lucas Plozer, on the podcast. We talk finals. We talk about surprises, disappointments of the season, and we'll get into it right after this. It's time for the Southeast Super League podcast. Home of all things Super League. Hey guys, this is Mitch Creek from the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. You're listening to the Southeast Super League podcast. Proudly sponsored by Horn Industrial Coatings. All right, we are back on the airwaves. Uh, I am your host, Dale Taylor, and today, joined by an exciting guest, I'm super stoked to have this guy on the pod. Uh, he's a Super League favorite and is the GM of the Drew and Dragons, Lucas Plaza. Mate, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks, DT. Uh, don't mind picking up a bit of slack for our illustrious leader, Tristan Blacker, who's gallivanting around the country. He's got a pretty busy social life, and, uh, you know, we can't blame him for that. But, um, hey, as far as subs are concerned, this is, like, A+. plus. <laughs> Appreciate that, mate. Appreciate it. Mate, before we start the pod, uh, I feel like this is on the, the tip of everyone's tongues. Uh, you know, I refereed a game earlier this season. <laughs> Uh, we got into it a little bit. There was a tech foul called. Uh, the league went wild. There was lots of jokes made. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, all water under the bridge. Uh, yeah, I think so, mate. Look, I thought we were going to wait till later to get into this. But if you, we want to call each other pricks now, we can call each other pricks now. Um, no, absolutely water under the bridge. These things happen. I think... Uh, <laughs> You were doing a great job riffing that night. and I mean, look, I feel like I might have copped the brunt of maybe the punishment deserved to other players who might have been mouthing off to said ref, but... Oh, mate, I, uh, I can I can guarantee you, you copped an Alex Katusiak or Joel Donnelly <laughs> tech foul. Oh, no, I wasn't going to mention names, but uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how we go. No, it uh, is what it is, mate. We, we moved on pretty quick. <laughs> It was it was an interesting night. If I want to, uh, if I can, I'll I'll drop a bit of a backstory. So I was on the way home from work. Uh, I got a phone call when I was like halfway home from work. Had to turn around, go straight back to refereeing, and referee like three games straight uh, before seeing you know family, having dinner, all that sort of stuff. So I uh, I didn't want to be there. And then you know we we had like a an interesting matchup in that. You know, we had Joel Donnelly versus Alex Katusiak, pretty much. In terms a couple of, of mouths there. From, from, from a referee standpoint, we had Alex Katusiak versus Joel Donnelly. Uh, you know, there was, there was a lot of guys sort of getting into it, going back and forth with comments. And I, uh, in no uncertain terms, told everyone to shut up. And, and, uh, and, mate, there was a questionable decision. I was watching the ball and... Something happened off the ball. I don't know what. I'm sure it was legit. And then, uh, and then, hey, I just let you have it. And uh, can I can I be honest? You were the ultimate gentleman about receiving a tech foul. Well, I've <laughs> I didn't feel like being a gentleman at the time, but I always <laughs> say to I've always said to my guys, we're not that team that rags out our refs. They're doing a great job. Uh, we appreciate our Super League refs. They have a a big night whenever they come down and blow the whistle. So, um, 
Nah, like I said, it is what it is, mate. We had, we moved on pretty quick. Shook hands and had a cuddle after the game. <laughs> Legend. Legend, mate. I, I appreciate you and I appreciate the Dragons. Now, the this episode is brought to you by Lincoln Scott from Biggin and Scott. It is officially a crime if you do not sell your house with Biggin and Scott in Berwick. Uh, I myself am selling my house and uh, I am using Lincoln Scott from Biggin and Scott in Berwick. Um, we had we had the photographers out just just last night. They took photos. They did a terrific job. Uh, just keep an eye out for the ad. I'll, I'll no doubt be sharing it across all the uh, all the social media pages that I can. Uh, so if you're looking for a house, please buy mine and um, and credit Lincoln Scott. Um, Heard you need uh, deep pockets to be buying your type of real estate, DT. Wouldn't know. come cheap. I wouldn't have thought, mate. Well, only only because of the fame factor, you know. It's like buying, you know, Michael Jackson's mansion or something. But <laughs> that's that's a bad comparison. Uh, let's let's move yeah, right just, along. Yeah. If those walls could talk. <laughs> uh, Lucas, yes. you you were the GM for the Dragons this season. Tell me about tell me about the season that was because. Uh, I know for myself, I was expecting some big things um, fr- from you guys this season. Um, but, I mean, as as seasons go, you guys ended up sort of struggling. What happened? Uh, yeah, look, it was um, obviously my first time uh, GMing, so it was a new experience. But I felt with the team that we drafted um, that, yeah, that we were every chance of, of having a red-up crack at finals and it just didn't work out. We had some bad luck. Um, obviously, we had Jazz Hendricks go down with a pretty nasty knee injury, so that threw a spanner in the works and um, a couple of results. He was a big part of that team too at, at that time. Oh, he was. He was, um, and I got, I got him. I want to say pretty late. I got him in like the fifth round, so I thought he was that great was, value, yeah, and he was putting up good. some great. Yeah, he's putting up some good numbers for us. So, um, and he had some good chemistry with a few of the boys. So. That sort of hurt. We had. I felt like uh, there wasn't too many games we were out of. We were in pretty much all of them, and um, yeah, one or two results go our way, and in a pretty stacked Monday night comp. Um, yeah, she was tight as. So now look, we had a good season. We had a lot of fun. Um, we, you know, played got to play with a whole bunch of new dudes that I hadn't played with before, and a couple of old faces that I've played a lot with. So we learn and we move on and start thinking about next season's draft while we watch the finals kick off in the next few weeks. Would it would it be a fair statement to say that if the season was maybe six or eight games longer, you guys could potentially be a finals team? I, I feel like it is because, I mean, you guys really started uh, coming into into form late in the season with like guys like Katusiak and, and Flannery really, really coming on song. Yeah, I think that's fair, but I, I, I mean, to be, I think you can say that about any of the teams that miss finals. I think um, the longer these seasons go, the better these teams get with playing it with each other. So, no, you're definitely right. Obviously, Flanners hit a rich vein of form in the last few weeks, and Al, Al scored it, you know, pretty well all season. But um, we obviously made a trade too, um, bringing in a couple of new guys with only a few weeks left. So that was always going to be a tough change, but. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you're right, but I think that, like I said, that could be the same for most of the teams that miss finals. So, I, I think credit to you actually. You know, having a roll of the dice uh, before the trade deadline to try and shake things up and, and get things going and and get things going. I think it did. So, uh, it, it may have just been a, a case of a, a few weeks uh, too late, maybe. But I, look, mate, that that Dragons team 
uh, I, I rate very, very highly. And, um, you know, you guys obviously were on the, the unlucky side of a lot of those games. But, you know, like the, the chemistry amongst guys like, you know, Flannery Katuziak, uh, even even AD Sanchez, the Sanchez duo. Um, I, I really rate what that team was about and the effort, you know, the length on those guys and everything. So, I mean, hey. Yeah, look at... What would you do I think it's. Um, oh, mate, I think. What would I do differently? I don't know. I think if I could draft my team again, I'd probably draft much the same. It's. Um, I, the trade was one of those things that was just getting to that point in the season where we had to do something. We were. Um, we kept doing what we were doing and lose the next few games. And, you know, it wasn't. we. Yeah, we traded big offensive pieces for big defensive pieces and it worked a bit. But I don't know what I'd do differently next season. I don't know. I think. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, as a big player myself, I don't know if I would draft another high-end big unless I could go really high in the in the draft. Um, like Trenner was a gun and a, a beast on the boards and a beast on the points, but I think having both of us clogging up the paint didn't quite work early days. And um, I, I hated trading Reese, but I had to. I had to move someone on to to you know get some trade value. So. I don't know what I'd do differently. We'll find out in a, in a few months, I guess. Yeah, that's true. And and you know what what a lot of guys and a lot of GMs even don't understand is is when you you want to trade for someone who is is of good value, you need to give up someone of equal value. So you know, otherwise there's no point of doing the trade, which a lot of guys don't understand. So you know, I I admired the trade that you made, and I thought it was uh, I thought it was really sensible. Oh, mate, I'd love to look just going back that if I could have done that trade, you know, a little bit earlier and got someone like Gavin to my team as soon as I could have. Mate, the man's a, man's a freak on uh, on the defensive end. So, no, I, I thought the trade was good for both teams. I think Starkey got some good work out of um, out of Trenner and Reese as well. So, yeah, that was a bit... It was a bit tough trying to, you know, because you, you draft these guys and they're all they're all mates at the end of the day too. You don't want to you don't want to be telling someone you don't want you want them on your team anymore. But you know, I think we're all big boys. We can deal with it. Yeah, I think that's a bad way of looking at it. I think you got to just look at it as in, hey, need to shake things up a bit. Let's get a couple of different guys in with with different tools and see how it works out. But um, yeah, look again. I think you guys did a did a great job, and hey, I'm excited to see you come back next season and, and do a do another stellar job as a GM. That's it, mate. Looking forward mate, to it. I wanted to talk about uh, some some of the the top surprises. You know, coming into finals, we, we've, we've got some exciting games coming up. You know, some of the top surprises from this season. And some of your top disappointments as well, like um, in terms of you know where people finished on the ladder in terms of making finals and not making finals. Uh, I just wanted to start maybe with the with the top surprises. I mean, for me on the Monday night, I think one of the top surprises would be would be the Bears. Um, you know, they they started their season losing a lot of games, and uh, they needed to win a lot of games just to make finals, and and that's exactly what they did, and and it surprised the shit out of me if I'm completely honest. Yeah, look, I, I completely agree there. Actually, I mean, Greggy, um, he drafted a pretty good team on paper at the start. He obviously had uh, Brady Hermans in there, Cam uh, as well, and uh, and Tritty, um, and obviously Lee as his as his first round pick. So. A damn good team on paper, and it just didn't seem to click for them. I mean, they, I think they had a, a a few, you know, weeks where they just couldn't get blokes on the court and stuff like that, which is, you know, happens to everyone. But 
the tear they went on when they got Tommy, uh, Tommy Greer and um, the name of the other replacement escapes me, but he was a gun as well. Like the, once they got That's those, Mike the Godfrey, court, just, uh, yeah, Empire, Mike Godfrey, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, they just went nuts. They, uh, I, we played, we played them when they first got their team on and that was, they're the best team we played all season by a mile. Like the, the game was close and we had a good game, but uh, I never felt like we were going to beat them. They just, and I'm, um, you know, we'll get into it later, but they're probably my tip to go all the way if they can keep everyone on the court. The thing that stands out for me with them is is the level of basketball IQ that they have. So, I mean, even even though Tommy's probably not the the most uh, talented person on the floor, he is probably the smartest person on the floor at any given time. So, uh, I think that goes a long way in terms of you know pulling a team up in terms of performance. And he just hustles, man. Like he's you're never gonna Big beat time. him for, for work rate. Like he works as hard as possible, he's in every contest. Um, loves getting boards, like his numbers speak for themselves. But yeah, I think uh, the Bears, especially towards the back end of the season, but I also liked um, and I mean it's not so much a surprise, but um, but yeah, the the Cardi Crocs were a bit of a surprise for me, just a lot of unknown names like the Maybe Badger straight out of the gate, they, they could have been a surprise uh, to a lot of people. But, I mean, you know, they they won a lot of games for the season. And I think towards the end, it was no surprise that they were going to finish on top. So, but I think yeah, maybe out I of the just, gate, they surprised a lot of guys. Yeah. Yeah, I think just like like I said, like uh, the Badger, mate, like he'll be a first-round pick easily in the next few seasons. And He's Adam Rawlings going, Yeah, Adam Rawlings going in the eighth round was ridiculous when you look at his stats. So... Um, more more nah, disgusting Stoey, than like a Joshy Saunders jump shot, that. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I mean, it's Stoey picking the team, so you know he's always got something up his sleeve. He's a quiet assassin, that bloke. So He's as shifty as they come, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't say much, but he's always plotting something. You know it. So, all right, so we got we got the, uh, the, the surprises, the Bears and the Crocs on the Monday. What's your pick for the Tuesday in terms of a surprise for, for making finals or, or a team doing as well as they did? Um, I think, you know, like, we're going to, like, yeah, I think you're probably going to have the same answer. I think the Doggies just being as dominant as they were. Um, you know, obviously a, a fantastic team on paper. They've got the GOAT, Jeff, um, you know, Robbie Middleton as well. Pete Kennedy in the fourth round is pretty, pretty good value. Um, they just went. They went nuts. They only lost one game, and that's um, that's ridiculous. In a in, you know, in a comp that's designed to be as, as even as ours is. So, um, yeah, I might you're have pinched your answer right. there, but yeah, I might have pinched, pinched your answer there, DT. You did. They, they were they were written down as my surprise for the season, and and not because I didn't think that they were going to be good. Because I mean, out of the gates, they were one of the teams that I named as as being probably one of the best teams on paper, but how good they were going to be. You know, they only dropped the one game to our, to our Reapers, by the way, if you, uh, if, you <laughs> if you wanted to know who that was. There's, there's an interesting fact for you. Um, but they they were just so consistent all season and so good. And I think Carl did such a good job. You know, I think Peter Kennedy in the fourth round is just disgusting. Um, I, I don't think that happens again, you know, with the season he had. He was terrific. In, in a lot of games, he was probably their best player. And, mm. um, you know, I, I, I just love the, the overall balance of that team. And I think Carl just did a stellar job. Oh, absolutely. And he built his team, obviously, around getting Jeff and, um, you know, as dynamic of a guard as Jeff is. And 
he can do a bit of everything. But also, I think he was smart in building his team around himself as well. Like, Carl's a, as good a big as any in our league when he gets up and going, and he just surrounded himself with great shooters, great guards. Um, and, yeah, he did a really good job. I think, um, like I said, not so much a surprise, but just the, the sheer dominance was was wicked. It was amazing. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. That's, um, you know, with, with that whole that whole Carl statement, like when we played him, that you could tell that the guys were looking for him. There were so many decoys, and in the end, it all ended up being a dish to the middle for an easy layup for one of the bigs. And, um, yeah, full, full credit to him. I think he's done a great job this season as well as every other season. Even with, with Jeff having, like, a slow start to his season, uh, this team, you know, only dropping the one game is is a real accolade, I think, to the Nunnigan Bulldogs. Absolutely. For your top disappointment on a Tuesday, who did you have? Who, who um, do you think that should have been there? They're just not there. They were no good. Look, I'm, I'm going to uh, go with one of my old teams, actually. I'm going to go with the Mumbers. I think they, on draft night, when Link was reading out the names he was picking, I was like, fuck, is that, pardon me, is that guy still available? Like, some of the dudes he got, he got, obviously, Cam, his brother, Tommy Walsh, with his first two picks. You know, that's as good a duo as you'll get. Uh, Pete Harris and Riley Lanting, a couple of really good defenders, and Riley was shooting the ball great at the end of the season. But I picked them for, you know, going really well, and it just didn't seem to, to work for them. That's um, a really good pick. I think that's a that's a great pick for, for that. I mean, um, like you say, they, they had a great team on paper. I just think with them, their biggest issue uh, was availability. Like, you know, mm. you had Tommy out on multiple occasions, Cam out on multiple occasions, but the couple of games where they're all there together, they didn't even look like losing. No, they played some really good ball in patches, and I think that's the most disappointing part is we, we got to see a little bit of what they could have done, but... Unfortunately, um, it didn't work out for him. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a terrific answer. Uh, for me, I, I think it's a tie. Um, I'm going to go with the, the Tynal Tornadoes. I mean, obviously, they, they didn't win a game this season. Um, I thought they were terrific in a lot of games, and they were, they were pretty unlucky in a lot of games not to get a W. I think quite easily they could have been 4-10. and 10 for, So for them to finish... 0 and 11 for the season was was a little bit disappointing for myself, but yeah. I'll they, also, they weren't a 0 and 11 team. Like they, I, I, you got JD, Mikey Stewart. I, I couldn't agree with it more. The the effort that those guys chucked in and um, the, the team that ended up uh, as a result of the the full 11 games, like the chemistry was like it was high. You could tell, uh, and the effort was high in a lot of those games. They came out and shocked a lot of guys in in a lot of first quarters, but. Uh, I think, you know, their, their second and third quarters let them down a lot of the time. Mm. Um, but I think they're a team that, that probably should have won a lot more games. Uh, the other team I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my hand up and say is our Reapers. I, I feel like we should have probably made the finals. Uh, but the yeah, I think that probably falls on the GM more than anyone else. I, I feel like... We really could have used another big um, at times, but I was pretty persistent on pushing the, the small ball and playing man on man, and it, it sort of just didn't work out for us this season. So um, I didn't I didn't get to watch you guys that often. I think probably just the last week. And yeah, you're right in the in the big statement. I think like we both spoke about Carl before, but he, he like he just it was too easy for him. Yep. Um, in the paint there and. You know, Matty Basilios is a great player, but he just doesn't have the length, the height. 
um, to deal with the real big guys. So I think, though, like you said, that small ball, you didn't have Liam majority of the season, I think, which is a big shame. Like, there's a big defensive cog. Him and Craig, we, we missed for a little bit. Um, they, you know, they were big parts of our de- defensive rotation, but I, f- I still feel like, you know, we had a lot of great guys. Like, I feel like, you know, J-Rod and, you know, Summit, they were, they were great pieces. We just um, we were just lacking, you know, that, that, that one big guy to really carry us through on the boards and, and stopping guys at the rim. There's not many not many of them in our league, unfortunately, at the moment, mate, to be honest. Like, there's there's a few of them, but they get snapped Why up they all go so high? Yeah, they all go yeah. so high. Uh, mate, I'm, yeah, we're going to take a, a quick break, and we're going to break down the uh, the games that are coming up uh, just after this. Lincoln Scott at Biggin & Scott Real Estate is here to help with all your property needs. Whether you are selling, buying, or leasing your home in Berwick, Narry Warren, Beaconsfield, Officer, Pakenham, and surrounding suburbs. Lincoln demonstrates exceptional diligence, drive, commitment, and determination with 15 years' experience. A genuine empathy for his clients and a true understanding of the magnitude of the decision they are making translate to an accomplished approachability. And in utilizing his strong negotiating skills, Lincoln's primary focus is to reward his clients' trust with exceptional results, communication, attention to detail, and sharing his local knowledge, being a local resident all his life. Thinking of selling? Contact your local specialist, Lincoln Scott, at Biggin & Scott Real Estate today on 0423 486 285. All right, Plozzy, we are back. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, the games that are coming up. So, so on the Monday night, we have uh, the Crocs and the Bears. Um, this, this game is at 8 o'clock on the Monday. Um, providing that we don't postpone, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of negative talk out there with COVID, and a lot of guys that have COVID at the moment. Um, I'm I'm hoping we don't have to delay, but uh, it's it is something that's on the cards, and we need to acknowledge. So uh, I just want to throw that out there first. But the the Crocs and the Bears, Plozzy. Um, this um, straight off the bat could be. This is the like match, a, the finals yeah. match. I mean, this could be the match of the finals. I mean, these two teams are. Are damn good. You got the Crocs with their with their guards and um, and the Bears with their with their hustle. Like two contrasting styles of play. And I think this could be an absolute cracker. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, this this is going to be high intensity. You know, like guys like the Badger playing lockdown D and and doing what he does. And with the Bears, you know, their their ball movement and their IQ. I, it's hard to pick a winner here. Um, yeah. This this is going to be the one to watch. I think. Um, I think I think if Lee gets his shot going early, it could be bad news for the Crocs. But in saying that, Spez is the same. You get either one of those two hot, and I mean that's almost game over for the opposition. But I don't know. Just looking at their teams, I think um, I'm picking the Bears just because I've, I've picked them. You know, in the last few weeks, I've been saying I think they're going to go all the way, and I just think the way they're playing at the moment, and I think if Lee gets going, Greggy's going to do his thing that he always does, and. Um, and obviously Tommy and, and Mike doing the thing as well, and, and big coffee as well. They're getting great value out of coffee in the in the middle there, and I'm, I'm not sure if there's really anyone that's going to really compete with that size on the Crocs. To be fair, well, I mean they've, they've got that athleticism, you know, with with Rawlings and uh, you know spares, and maybe not athleticism with Stowey, but length. Uh, I I feel yeah. like I feel like the Crocs are definitely in with a shot, and I I feel like. You know, we're, we're talking 1v4 and 
we're talking the Crocs as the underdogs. I don't think so. I'm going with the Crocs. Uh, you know, they've they've got the the record behind them. They've got the chemistry. They've got the depth. The depth is probably the the big thing for me. You know, they've got the, you've got those guys like Billy Thompson and and uh, and Rawlings. You know, coming off the bench. I, I feel like Serge as well. And Serge coming off yes. the bench. I, I just feel like the Crocs have got way too much depth to 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 really overlook here. Yeah, look, I'm happy to be wrong with my tip. I think this is going to be an absolute piss. I don't think well, someone's going to be wrong. Yeah, one of us will be. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Nevertheless, that's going to be a terrific game to watch. The other game uh, from the Monday night will be the Camels and the Toucans, two versus three. Now, this this could be an interesting game too. Like I know, I know, we just we just spoke about the Crocs Bears being the most interesting game. Uh, of the round, but this this holds a lot of intrigue as well. I feel. Yeah, absolutely. I think. Um, well, look, I don't know which way to go here. You got stars on both teams. You got obviously Logan uh, was the number one pick in the comp, and he showed it. Showed the reasons why. He's, he scores at will, and he gets in, and uh, he's a big, strong boy now. He's uh, you know this season's taken a long time, and he's he's bulked up. He's he's got some muscle on him, so. Yes. I think yep. it's. I'm honestly not sure which way to go. JD the goat. I mean, you can never go past him. Um, I do love a good goat. I, oh, love the goat, and uh, I really rate. Um, he's, he's a depth player for the Camels, but Eli Evans, man, he's he hustles hard, defends hard, and he's always in the paint, like trying to get himself a board. So, no shit, he oh. might be the most underrated player in this league. He's got he's got the IQ. And he's got a fair bit of ability as well. And I just feel like a lot of guys overlook what he has as a player. Oh, it's tough to find guys that just have a bit of prick about him. And, and Eli's definitely got that. So I look for him he's, to have a big a game. He's a grouse defender. Oh, yeah. And he's he, he loves going. He just wants to go straight to the guard. He wants to go straight to the guy with the ball and just hassle him. So it'd be interesting, interesting to see how the two cans deal with that. But um, again, Logan, you got Aaron Owen there as, uh, as well. Um, obviously, Jono, who can shoot the lights out when he wants to get his shot up, and, and Benji Coco, who I think is due for a big game. So, he's, yeah, I'll be he's underrated. To... I think this season he had a great season last season. He hasn't hasn't really got the uh, the ball rolling this season, but if he can get it going, that'll change the game completely. Nah, absolutely. Benji's a, Benji's a, a gun when he wants to get going. So hopefully that works out for him. But again, the Camels carried as well. Um, big Morseman in the paint, so I, oh, I'm split on this one. Actually, I'm going to tip the two cans, but not with not with any conviction. This this is strange because I mean uh, we're picking opposites here, but I think the Camels have have more chemistry. I think they've got the uh, they've got a tight knit group, and I feel like they've got uh, more guys who can score the ball at will, like you know, Killer Kurt, JD. Um, I just feel like they've got the depth there, even Armstrong. I feel like those guys have a good mix, and I feel like the depth will do them more favours than uh, than what the Toucans have. Yeah, I, I, I think Killer Kurt's due for a big one too, actually, now that I think about it. I don't think he's really ripped a game apart yet. And he's he right def- definitely capable. Definitely mm. capable. Just got to get the ball out of the goat's hands. Yeah, I don't know. I think it can be a little bit tougher than it sounds. I'll lend him a crowbar. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> for the for the Tuesday night, we got the the Bulldogs and the Ducks. Now, 
Uh, I know we spoke about the, the Bulldogs' dominance, um, but I, I feel like the Ducks probably, you know, like we spoke about the Crocs Bears being a being a conference final, I feel like this might be also the same in that the, the Ducks have had the deepest team, I feel, on paper the whole way through. Yeah, I, look, and I think, you know, we were talking about how dominant the, the Doggies have been this season. I think if there's any one man that can go with Jeff, it's probably Trav Blackney. Yeah, um, the length. As good a defensive player as you'll find. He's got length, you know, he's got hustle. So I'm interested to see how it goes. I'm going to tip the Doggies pre- with a fair bit of conviction. I think they're just as good as a team as I've seen so far. So, But, in, yeah, Matty Bray, you can't go past a player like him. Mate, can I you know, just shout out the Schnoz? I feel like he's had the best season that he's played in Super League this season. Um, he, he, he actually he spoke to me uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago saying that he'd been working on a few different moves and the, the stuff he's been working on is absolutely magic because his handles are tight, he's got all the fakes, he's got all the jabs, he's got the fades, he's got everything. Uh, he's such a, such an offensive weapon this season and I feel like the work that he's put in is really showing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I haven't had uh, much of a pleasure of watching many of the Ducks games, but just looking at those number, those names on that on that list, man. Not, I can't, you know, every chance that they've got, but I just think the doggies are going to get up. The the thing that you won't notice looking on paper is is the length that they've got. Mm. I think the shortest player on that list is probably Kyle Day, followed by Lewis Munoz. The rest are very, very long players, and um, I feel like that's gonna that's gonna cause some problems for the Bulldogs. And I wouldn't mind betting that the Ducks get up. It's a uh, that's my tip anyway. I feel like the Ducks are are too good. Um, they've been they've been an interesting team to watch all season. I feel like if they've got all the guys there, they're up. I think if uh, if Travi can keep himself on the court. And not mouth off to Milo it might be half a chance. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, hey, look, can that be a caveat on my uh, on my tip? <laughs> yeah, sure. You God, the guy's a mouth. He's a mouth. <laughs> yeah, well, often the competitive guys are. So nothing wrong with I that. I feel like if, if they can tame that guy, then um, then they're, they're honestly a real chance. Mm. The next game. The Bucks and the Unicorns. This is, I mean, this is no pushover game either. Both teams have had terrific seasons. The the Unicorns had a, a pretty dreadful start to the season and have really pushed hard towards the end. The Bucks have been consistent pretty much the whole way through. What what's your take on on this one? Yeah, like I mean, obviously we had the uh, pleasure of filling in for the Corns in their last round when they were down what, a few. And what a pleasure, actually! I, I got oh, I got to say, that was that was a lot of fun, mate. Like playing with yourself and uh, and even the Curse and Callum Shave, great, oh, great, Shave. great teammate. And and I've I've come on the podcast before and said that Alton Brand is probably one of the best teammates that I've played with. He's a he's a very unselfish, uh, very very knowledgeable player knows how to play the game right i had, a, I had probably the most fun i had all season playing with the unicorn it was great it was uh, it was a good time we both had probably our best games for the season too playing in pink but anyway yeah. we move on from that um no I, i'm a bit torn on this one i like 
I like the corns with obviously Benny Gaze and, and we spoke about Elton already, but when he wants to jump at the ball, man, no one's out rebounding him. So uh, Cal Shea's got all the moves in the paint. Um, actually, surprisingly big too. I hadn't met him in person yet. And when I saw him the other night, he's got some muscle on him. So um, yeah, can dude. bang some bodies around in the paint, move some blokes out of the way. So He's been eating some chicken, that bloke. Yeah, he's been eating some chicken, doing some push-ups. Um, but the Bucks too, Timmy Morgan, you know, Beggy, obviously. I rate Joshy's shooting, Joshy Saunders. You call it disgusting, but he does like to drill them every now and then. Okay. Um, he, does yeah. have, he does have the night where he makes me look like an idiot, but... Indeed. I, I, I more often like, you know, bringing him on the podcast. and He loves it too. <laughs> I think he enjoys the attention, but, you know, that's a, that's okay. We all, we all like a little bit of a pump up. Um, yeah, no, I'm not sure. I think I like, I think I like the corns. Just, you know, obviously Benny Gaze is such a dynamic player. He's a gun. You know, he's, he's obviously ex-Big V. He knows what he's doing. Um, and with the other, you know, the length with Elton, um, Think I like the corns in this one, but I mean Timmy Morgan's out the scoring champ from last season. Beggar's going to do what he want, and yeah, you can't count the box out definitely. I, I'm, we're going to agree on one. I, I think the Ooh. corns as well. Um, they've, yeah, this is our first one, but mm. I, I think the unicorns are probably my smoky to go the whole way as long as they've got the full squad. He's a uh, uh, smart man when it comes to drafting a team, Curtis. He knows what he's doing. He's it's... clever. He's, he's got a team that knows how to play man-on-man defense. He's got one of one of probably the peskiest defenders in Craig Walker. Um, and and probably one of the best blokes too. He's a, he's a terrific guy. But uh, I, I feel like this team is so well-balanced in terms of can play defense and have enough offensive weapons uh, to defeat a team. I, I think this team is my pick to go all the way. All the way. All the way. All the way. There's not a team that will beat this team. So I've gone with the Bears, you've gone with the Corns. If that works out to be a grand final, then we've done pretty well here. I reckon there's a good chance of that. Well, Bears. we'll see. I mean, both of them are, are not the favourite, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But, yeah. Mmm. It's exciting uh, it's, times ahead. It it definitely is, mate. It definitely is. Now, before we before we wrap up the the potty, uh, we we've got to talk about the amount of COVID cases are going mental. Um, mm. Like, you know, I know at, at work myself, there's three or four people looking at not coming in tomorrow due to COVID. Um, and you know, you know, basketball is no different. You know, there's people left, right, and centre dropping off the map due to COVID. Uh, there is a strong possibility that we we may have to postpone finals a little bit uh, to make sure that we've got players there to play finals. I think it's, uh, it's one of those things that we're going to have to live with, DT. And you know, it's you don't want any blokes missing out on finals. But then again, basketball sometimes is. Uh, the last thing on uh, someone's mind when they've contracted a disease like this. So I think to all of our players that, you know, are the unlucky ones at the moment that have gotten sick, um, you know, it seems like they're all doing pretty well, which is fantastic. Um, I don't know. I think obviously from a guy that's not playing finals, it's easy to have an opinion that, you know, we're all going to be fine in the end. But 
hopefully it all works out and we can get a few get a few games played in the next few weeks. Yeah, I mean, we, we, yeah, as as soon as as soon as we can, we want to have as many people on the court as we can. Uh, it's just it's such a tough one though. Like we got to make sure that we can have people playing games. I mean, we don't have the uh, the privilege of having D League to sort of just pick players from and. You know, finals being the toughest time of the year. I can honestly say, Plossy, this season has been the toughest Super League season that we've had to try and navigate. And uh, I really appreciate appreciate the effort that, that everyone sort of put in, in in terms of uh, persisting with, you know, the, the, the constant sort of changes and suspensions and, uh, you know, us resuming play and, and everything like that. I, I just, I really appreciate everyone sticking with us. Uh, it definitely hasn't been the easiest season that we've run. So uh, a big thank you to, to everyone. And um, yeah, let's hope that we can sort of put on our final series to remember. That's it, mate. And I guess uh, before you do finish up, on behalf of uh, the other jams and the players, to our leaders, you and Trudy, you guys work as hard as you can and you got one of the hardest jobs trying to please, you know, all these guys that have got big egos and they often let you hear it, but there's not many putting their hand up and you guys are making it work. So, look, it's been a long season. The last couple have been long, but, I mean, we, I, we can't wait to get back out there and hopefully it's soon. Mate, I uh, appreciate the words and, and um, yeah, I, I, I can't thank you enough for, for joining me on the podcast tonight, mate. It was a, it was a pleasure. And um, look, hopefully we can get you on uh, even when when Tristan's on and have a bit of a laugh. And um, I know you've got lots of Tristan jokes uh, banked up, so <laughs> I'd love to hear a few. Well, once uh, Tristan Blacker from Melbourne is back in Melbourne, maybe we can talk about that. <laughs> Lovely, no, that's fine, mate. mate. Appreciate you having me. No, thanks. Thanks very much, and thanks for listening, guys. We'll uh, we'll catch up with you when we're back on the court again. Thank you.